Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another riveting episode of the most talked about between us TTRPG podcast that anyone listens to outside of our friend circle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are back once again. I could say we're internationally recognised. Uh, we are. There's we people are. who listen in other countries. We are. Yeah. It's technically true. It's not a lie. No. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about one shots. Mm-hmm. We are indeed. Are always fun to play. I'm a bit of an advocate for the one shot. I do like DM one shots because they tend to be very sort of fun, short stories that you can get your players together with, have some fun with, and it's also good. I feel for players to try out stuff they've never done before and as a DM to gain a bit more experience about running games and things like that. Um, and I think you probably will agree with me with this one, is timings can always be a problem with one shots, as I've experienced mm-hmm. once before. So, <laughs> one shot that turned ended up being six hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, so the concept of a one shot, Let's for those out there who don't know what the hell we're talking about, the concept of a one shot is that it is a single session adventure. You play it all, in theory, in one session. These are usually just short little adventures or little missions, uh, some people refer to them as, that you you just drop them in and it's a separate thing and you just go, you do it, and then you, you head off again. Now, you can do one-shots as part of a a broader campaign so like maybe you want to take a break from your, your main campaign and you you drop in a one shot doing something really weird and obnoxiously random completely different or you might run a one shot as an alternative to a long running campaign because you want to explore a new group dynamic or you want to explore how people uh, react to your dming style so when i started dming I didn't do this. I probably should have done, but I didn't. I was recommended to run some one shots. Now, as I said, I didn't. I didn't run one shots. I just jumped in at the deep end because I'm like that. I like to traumatize myself. I'm I'm, I'm all about that. Nothing like a good bit of trauma to really self-flagellation, you know, know, just get myself in there and just destroy myself from the off. Um, but I was aware of one-shots. I've played in a few one-shots. They're okay. I I like them as like an aside. I'm not a big fan of regularly playing one-shots because I find that my brain just can't handle all that. You know, if I'm ha- doing lots and lots of one-shots, I, like, I get confused with the information. Like, hang on, was that information this week or last week? I, I don't know. I'm confused. But I do enjoy them as a little aside. And the the good thing about one shots is that they can actually be incorporated into long term campaigns. So if you have a collection of one shots, you could turn that collection of one shots into a campaign. And you don't have to do any work, really. You just it's all there. You just kind of have to figure out how they get from one shot one to one shot two to one shot three. And that's what I like about them. They can just be used as filler if you need it um but what we're talking about today what we're getting into the nitty-gritty of is 
preparing for a one-shot, really, because somebody mm. in this cobalt cave is preparing for one right now. Indeed. Well, not like literally yes. right now, because, you know, we're recording, but... Fever- feverishly writing away. <laughs> <in the background. laughs> Scribbling no. away. You can hear the chalk on the, uh, on the fucking tablet. They're like... No, um, <laughs> just giving it my best. I've, 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 to be fair, I've got to a point with one shots where I've just given up and I started licking walls. So, um, not going to lie, but uh, it, it gets to that stage. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but so one shots. The hardest mm. part of a one shot is keeping it to one session. I think. Now, yes, I've experienced this. As I said in the beginning, I tried. I t- basically took a story out of, I think it was um, Von Richthofen's, you know, the mystery, the you know, where it's got like different horror things. Van Richthofen's, Von Richthofen's, what, Van Richthofen's, Van Richthofen's Guide to Ravenloft? Or... That's the one where yeah. it's got different sort of stories. Yeah. I picked one out there I liked and just developed that, worked on that. Um and uh, yeah, it lasted six hours. Could have been a two shot, but I was like, no, I can do this in one. Six <laughs> hours later. Um, I should have split. With experience now, I would have gone part one, part two. But my inexperience was like, no, no, I can't stop now. This is too embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so essentially what I did was, yeah, it was basically a zombie siege. So that was the story. So that's how I developed that. So what I like to do, which is what I've read as well, a lot of people like to do, and I kind of like this idea as well, is you pick something that you like. Like, let's just say it's uh, a monster, for example. Pick the monster you like and try and build the story about how, like the one shot, how they get to that monster, essentially, um, and what happens along the way, and try and keep it within a three, maybe four-hour sort of window, if you can. I think that in itself's hard though because players are fickle beings. All the best intentions in the world. But you and I both know as players we suck. <laughs> you know, we we are always gonna go off the rails because that's what they do. And I think that's a the 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 problem that I find Particularly when I run, when I've run one shots, they've never been one shots. They've been two shots or three shots, and it has always been because role play got involved. And yes, I'm yeah. a, I love role as a DM. I love role play. I love watching people role play. I love watching people interact with the world and ask questions and build things and do stuff and touch random doorknobs that they shouldn't do and open doors into kitchens that suddenly aren't there. You know what I mean. You opened that door when you went into that creepy building with my one shot that still didn't. Yes. We still haven't finished That's it. That's right. <laughs> but one day. <laughs> yeah, one day. But. I've actually found that the most successful one shots I've ever encountered that I've ever, you know, played in or run have always been single puzzle things. Like mm-hmm. that there is no lead up story. There's no you there's nothing, you know. And one of my favorite ones 
was the one shot of the dying unicorn. And you can get this on D&D Beyond. It is on there. It was a freebie. It was like a Halloween thing. Basically, you're walking through a forest and you come across a dying unicorn. In order to... Bring its blood. (laughs) You become immortal. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Or take its horn. If you you ever watch the film Legend, the old 1980 fantasy film Legend where Tim Curry plays the devil, take its horn. All right, Tom Riddle. No, no. We um. So this there is a puzzle to solve, and you have you actually have a set amount of time to go through this puzzle, and it lays it out before you. It's that typical puzzle of you know how um separate equal amounts of water into two unequally sized jugs. Yeah, that kind that puzzle. Um. But it gives you like hints on how to solve the puzzle within this thing. If you don't solve the puzzle in time, you go into combat. If you don't solve the puzzle, you end up... Um, sorry, if you do so- solve the puzzle, you get special rewards. If you don't solve the puzzle, you go into combat. And it's like... So there is the option of failing this. But you have a limited space of time in which you can do it. And that's why it makes it good, because it actually encourages DMs to set a time limit on how long you have to work this puzzle out. And, you know, you're in the... There's no lead up to it. You're just, okay, here's the one shot. You guys are in the forest. You've been friends for a while. You've traveled a bit. You come across this unicorn. The unicorn tells you that you can save it by doing this. You go to the thing. You have to solve the puzzle. Your time starts yeah. now, and then you have you leave them to it basically for however long, like twenty, thirty minutes, or whatever. And then, then the shit hits the fan if they fail to solve the puzzle, and it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. But it it it's pretty good. It's the the Halloween dying unicorn encounter um, on D and D Beyond. It's quite good, and. I like that kind of, that's my favourite kind of one shot is a singular puzzle. One puzzle. And it's just, you know, you know what Mm. we're like. (laughs) There's there's all those memes that go around like adults can't solve a puzzle designed for four-year-olds kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Your brain just can't comprehend. Yeah, (laughs) because when you present it in certain ways, it complicates it and it's like, uh, what and yeah those are the those are the one shots i enjoy best it's a singular puzzle and whether you if you don't solve it something happens if you do solve it something happens so yay either way i suppose yeah. but i kind of sometimes there's this whole thing when building a one shot that I think they do. They can get overcomplicated. Puzzles, puzzles can be really hard. As <laughs> yeah, I tend to stay away from the puzzle. I tend to go for more like interactions and then combat because everyone loves a bit of combat. So I think that's that's the way I go because I think puzzles can, like you say, take too long and be far overcomplicated. 
and get to a point where you're like, no one's getting this, so I'm going to have to try and hint them, which I feel kind of takes it out of them. But if you have like uh, interactions between some NPCs and the players, and then, you know, eventually it will go into some sort of combat that ends the, the one shot, then that's that's how I usually do it, because I just can never find good enough puzzles that won't take ages <laughs> to figure out. But see, that's the thing. that That's why I like this dual-ended puzzle. If you don't solve it, something happens. If you do solve it, something happens. It's just that that's kind of what I like about that form of one shot. I I don't mind combat. I but I don't like combat for the sake of combat. Mm-hmm. I'm of the opinion that if you're gonna have combat there need there should be a reason for it. So a lot of the time in my games, my campaigns, there's always ways to sort of talk around it or move around the situation so that you don't have to go into combat. Yeah, but, always yeah. that's, what, yeah, that's and, quite fun to do. And I think that I I think that for me, a one shot should offer the opportunity to not combat. Um, as much as it does to combat, I like the i I like the idea of there being alternate endings. And there was one one shot that I played in. There's another one on D and D Beyond, another Halloween one, and we went and we had to go to a haunted farm. Oh, okay. And so we went to a haunted farm and we were there to pick something up, you know, to retrieve an object. But something was going, something weird was going on in the field as well. And so we were like, do we go and look? Don't we? What's, we what's going on? Yeah. And it was that option. We had the option of not doing it. You know, we didn't have to go into the field. We were there to pick up an object. Once we had the object, we could have just left. Everything else was sort of superfluous, but there was the option to do it, to go and do something. And it's like, okay, I I like this. This is this is interesting. Okay, yeah, we went in the field and we poked the thing. <laughs> we got into combat. <laughs> it was yeah, terrifying. The, it was utterly terrifying. That's the whole point, isn't it? There were crows involved. It was scary. But, um, you know, there there was that option of just not. And if we didn't, something else happened instead. And it it didn't involve combat necessarily, but it was was fun, you know. Sometimes a a one-shot doesn't need combat, I I don't think. But, you know, I suppose it depends on your group because... If you've got a group of people like me who are just like, yes, puzzles, give me the puzzle, give me the goddamn puzzle, puzzle my face, um, then fine. But if you've got an absolute band of murder hobos, they might yeah. not like a puzzle so much. Well, yeah, this that's the thing, isn't it? That's where it can get a bit, like, weird. Because if, if people aren't, if they like that sort of thing, then the puzzles might be like, oh, this is boring. I don't like this. Getting a bit, mm. So all, there's always that possibility that it could 
bring it to like a screeching halt, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I just like it because you can tell, and I, I think this is a concept that I might run with down the line. You can turn like one shots into like a bit of an anthology. So you can go yeah. like, you know, you could have similar characters or, you know, each one shot is a different story told at a different time, at a different place. But all the characters are interlinked or they're all the same character, just different. Like one thing I thought is it could be like different versions in different universes, that sort of thing. Like over here, they could be in like space, like wild space, you spell, spell yeah. gamma type thing. That character, and then that same character is in like a, a Barovia Curse of Strahd setting. Same character, just in different parts of the universe, like a multiverse type setting. Yeah. That sort of thing. But you, it's each a one shot, and then, you know, you could probably format into some sort of campaign eventually I, once you've kind of got to a certain level. I kind of feel that's very um, quantum leap. It is, yeah. It's yeah. very sort of quantum leap inspired. So, yeah. like, you're just jumping into someone's body. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Um, or I've sliders. Did you ever see sliders? That was <laughs> sliders. Fun. I remember sliders. Yeah, yeah that, that was got cancelled far too soon. Yeah, it um, did. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think that there's always scope, and I like it when players come up with different ideas for one shots because it's like, no, be free, open up. This is the parameters you've got. It's got to be level ten. I see what you've got. So Don't you'd... give me the the ranger. Give me something fun. Give me something exciting. You don't have to worry about it. It's not campaign. It could be one and done. Be creative. Yeah. Go for it. Go it could wild. be the worst character you've ever made, and it'd be fine. It could be. Yeah, it could be. You could, you could be like, I want to be a, you know, a gnome, whatever artificer or gnome warlock or whatever. Well, you know, even come with some homebrew stuff if you fancy. It. You can yeah. find it. It looks decent. If it's not, and if it's broken, who cares? Yeah. It's only going to play. You're going to play like once. That's the thing <laughs> with a one shot, though. You you can test stuff out because. Say so, like I know that you you know Jester from Campaign Two Critical Role. She mm-hmm. started out as basically a rehashed one shot character. I think she got played I in like the one shot. Yeah, yeah, she got played in a one shot. Some throwaway one shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, I think she got used twice, but I don't I I I I can't remember the specifics. But she got used twice before and then became Jester Lavore. A bit more and fleshed out and. Yeah, she got yeah. fleshed out and, you know, enjoyed playing her as, as you know, she was. And you can do that. You can take a character, you can take a concept and test it out using one-shots. And you can use one-shots to test out mechanics. And you can use one-shots to test out potential problems or puzzles or maps or, you know, anything like that. And... It's also really good to, you know, like I said right at the beginning, to test how well players play together. A series of one-shots with different character levels and that. How well do the players play together kind of thing? Because, you know, oh, it's just a one-shot. It doesn't really matter if people don't get on all that well because they don't have to come back to the table again after that it's just a one shot it's not an ongoing thing and so if you're looking for players one shots are a great way to find players that might you know mesh together very well well. that's what was just my next point that's exactly what i was leading into that was like it's going to be a good opportunity if you want to run 
like a long-term campaign. You go, well, I like these people. I like this group and I like this group. So if I take, you know, put them together in a one shot, see how they work together, then I'll go, right, guys, that was all fun. But how about you create characters for this, which is going to be a bit more long-term. And, you know, that's a good way to sort of find out what works, what doesn't. And, yeah, you know, when I play one shots, I always like to try out characters like um, classes and stuff I've never played before. Like it'll be, oh, I've never played a warlock properly, right? Let's, well, I mean, this one shot, I'll play a warlock because, you know, you don't, I don't play full spell casters all the time. <laughs> I tend not to because sometimes it can get a bit like resource heavy. You're like, oh, I got to do uh, uh, and remember stuff. So, so I the cleric. Think, <laughs> yeah, but the cleric's easy. Cleric's easy. You heal. You you cast sacred flame, you guiding bolt. That's kind of it. When you've you got like a wizard like, with a mace, yeah, with a big mace, where you wear your fancy belt gives you a plus thirteen. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 the like the wizards or the sorcerers. We go, how many sorcerer points have I got? Right, what can I do with like the level spells and all that sort of thing? But I think if you have played like like that, when you like a cleric for a long time, like I've been doing. I think I could probably play a warlock or a, a full spellcaster easily. Mm. Well, once you've, I you think know. once you've tested them out, it becomes a lot easier to follow. So I can jump into a wizard pretty easily. You, you roll me up a wizard, Quantum and leap. generally, yeah. generally, I will jump into it, and I'm like, "Yeah, wizard, that's fine." Um, same with a ranger. Um, but if you did the same to me with, say, a sorcerer. You would think that sorcerers and wizards are actually quite similar, but no, they're not. They play completely differently. We found this out in our sorcerer creation episode, which has yeah. turned out to be a bit of a damp squib. When we were like, uh, "Really? Is this all they are?" It's, Ooh, well, yes, I don't think that was the fault of the sorcerer necessarily, but you know, um, it yeah, Burr. yeah. <laughs> But, it, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. I just, so so one shots are a great way. So if you're struggling with a specific mechanic or how to use something or when to use something, actually running a one shot where you can test that mechanic out is is a mm-hmm. good thing. If you, you can even say to your DM, look, I need to practice using this. Could you run a one shot? You know, we'll get some people together and we'll try getting me, get getting the hang of this because I just, I, I just don't know. My my brain falls out my butthole whenever I think of this. I need some help. And a one shot can really help with that. Um but yeah, writing sure. when you're writing for that kind of one shot, you have to be very careful to craft it in a specific way. Because if the purpose of your one shot is to test a certain mechanic or series of mechanics, those mechanics have to be at the forefront of the adventure. They have to be written yeah. into the adventure specifically. And it, it can be difficult to do that. If, you, if you're really struggling with one shots, it might be worth actually stretching it out to a two shot or a three shot. Because yeah. I mean, that works better, I feel, yeah, like you say. For sure. It's, I I don't think I've ever played a one shot that hasn't, you know, moved on to something else. You know, I've 
I've played characters in a one shot that then become characters in a full campaign. I've played in one shots, like a series of one shots, and then went into a full campaign. And it's like there's there's always been purpose to these one shots. Like there's if you're writing a one shot to introduce someone to the game mechanics, you want the simplest possible. Like you you want it to be as simple as possible so that they can experience as much as they can in a in a in a small amount of time. So you need a bit of combat, you need a bit of skill check, you need a bit of law stuff and role play. And it's like yeah. how do you fit all that into a one shot? How do you do that? Exactly. It's basically hi, I'm the quest giver, go to point A, do point do A do B, fight C or confront C the end. That's kind of how it should be. Not like, well, you're in this kingdom with this since the age of this. And you're like, they haven't got time for this. No, <laughs> no a one shot should a one shot should be law light. Now that that hurts me to say it. It really does. It, it stabs me right in my little lawmaker soul. But a one shot should be law light. It is one shot for a yeah. reason. You don't need all that law in a one shot. You just need the basic information of. I'm going to give you this quest. You've got to go and do it. If you succeed, you get X. If you fail, you get Y. Um, or you die. You know, it could yeah, be one of those. Precisely. If you precisely. if you fail, you die. It could be that. That that could literally be the one shot. If you fail, you cock it. It's it's all doom and gloom. Exactly. And I think the one shot also could who kind of haven't had the opportunity to sit across the table from each other and you sort of go, well, let's have one shot. We can all, you know, you guys can play and it'll be good fun. And, you know, we'll go from there. I think when I played a few one shots, that's when I figured out I liked rogues. I liked clerics and fighters, obviously, and barbarians. They're like the ones I was try these out in the early days of not playing D&D very much so I was like well it's one shot I'll play so I'll get an opportunity to play these classes so I've, I'm going to play a range of one of these days because I still feel they're underrated Paladin as well I don't play very well but I want to play try it again and I think the full spellcasters as well try them out in one shot that's, that's my goal eventually, I think I think yeah, I, I'm i a little bit different in that I've played most classes at some point, either in a one-shot or as a um, uh, in a campaign. So I've managed to, you know, I've, I've done a lot of that. I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm a, I've jumped from, I was going to say bed to bed, but no, that's not really what I mean at all. Um, Oh no! From class to class. Um, from class to class. That's it. Yeah, that's the one. Class to class. I've been from class to class. The only one I haven't really played is the artificer. So I think I would probably play an artificer in a one shot just to see what they're like, because I've never been wholly convinced about trying them. I'm like, mm, I don't know. 
I like the idea, but I'm I'm not sure. I'm a little bit like, uh. so. That's something that I would I would do with a one shot. I would probably try out the artificer finally. Yeah. What I mainly use them for. If I run a one shot, it's usually to test things out. So like spell mechanics and things. So I usually say, okay, well, I'm running these one shots, but I want you guys to use these. Can you, you know, use, uh, could you all have this in your arsenal? Or if there's a spell cast, it's like, could you put this spell in your spell list and try it out for me? Yeah. See how it works. Um, or I get someone, I hire, I don't hire, I, I, uh, I bribe one of my buddies to run it so that I can play the character and, you know, test the spells myself. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, precisely. Precisely. I mean, with that, do you, before we finish up here with one shots, do you ever think to yourself, I want to try this monster out. I want to try this out and then go one shots, get opportunity to test, test all that out on unsuspecting players. Cause sometimes <laughs> I feel that's a good opportunity to go, well, I like the look of, I don't know, uh, a, a Glaubrazu, for example, like a demon type thing, but I don't really know how it works. Probably. So this is an opportunity for me to try and use that against them just to see how it plays out. So I've never done it with monsters from a monster manual. Mm-hmm. I have with homebrew monsters. So generally speaking, the monsters in the monster manual, when I... I find it quite easy to sort of read through it and like, okay, I, I see how it'll work. I kind of get it. I get that mechanic. And I think that's because I've spent so long as a player before becoming a DM that I there are certain things that I've just learned to recognize in the way that, you know, monsters act. And when they present the information in the book, it kind of, it's like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. I get that. I get it. Yeah. But you don't always get that with something that you've made yourself. Now, I created. Some people are aware of my my favorite little evil doom creature, the Bone Maya. They've heard of the Bone Maya. They've probably mm-hmm. seen the Bone Maya on my Tumblr and on my and on my website. And I've talked about how I created it. It's everywhere. It's basically a monster. How it's basically a monster mash. How I took. I looked at it and went. I'm going to splat these two things together and see what happens. Um, and hell ensued. Um, I, I literally created the monster. But um, when it came around to testing it out, I was very, very tempted to actually run a one shot with the Bone Meyer as the, you know, you've got to go exterminate this. I didn't in the end. Um, but that was mainly because I ran out of time to uh, to sort it all out and i just I, I think in future with some of the with some of the big ones that i'm building i think yeah i'll definitely take those into a one shot first the bone wire worked very well i actually found that it wasn't too bad in terms of the balance and i think that's because when i created it i actually used things that meshed well together in the first instance so it's not like it's not like i smushed a, a low level creature with a super high level one i smushed yeah medium level creatures together um 
but I think some of the others, some of them that I'm creating without the monster mash, without the smushing, I definitely run them through one shots to, you know, sort of test them out first. Because when you're doing something completely from scratch, rather than switching things around, that's when it gets a bit iffy and you have to kind of work out is this a good creature for this level of player you know am i absolutely just fucking annihilating them with this because it on the paper it may not look like you're doing much you might look at it and think well this isn't you know this is this is nothing but actually, when yeah. you set it against people, it might actually be, oh, whoops, maybe 66 was a bit much. Yeah, I've overpowered this, and this is going to like probably crush my players really quickly, or I'm going to one-shot a couple of them. Yeah. No pun intended, and take them out of the game. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, there is, there is that. There, there's, there is that thing that can happen. And... Um, so yeah, I I haven't yet done that, but I do plan to. Um, I just at the moment it's it's not. I don't find it's really necessary at this point because I do a lot of monster mashing, just you know, twisting things about. So everything is made from something else that's already in existence. I just pull one bit off and stick another bit on. It's a it's a it's a chimera. Yeah, it's a chimera monster. It's a chimera. That's always monster. good. Oh, I love yeah, I love going up against a chimera. It's really scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I just think, and I think sometimes if you want to do, and I, I've seen these out there. These um, sometimes on DM skills and stuff, you'll find these adventures that are one shots that are basically like it's intrigue or it's like a murder mystery, and sometimes that's fun to throw in there as a one shot to mix things up instead of like you just got to fight stuff. You know, sometimes yeah. I, I I like the old dungeon crawl where it's like round every corner there could be a gelatinous cube or there could be a mimic or there could be like a trap you fall into. Just something like that as a one shot can always be fun to be like, right, you're in this dungeon, you got to get to the end and get out, like Indiana Jones style. Yeah, you got to get from one end to the other in a set amount of time or whatever. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, Not quite Tomb of Annihilation, but. <laughs> Don't even. I don't. Tomb of Annihilation. I loved that module so much, but it was hell. It was <laughs> utter hell. It's and not, I, it's not pleasant. You could take one of the rooms from the Tomb of Annihilation, and that could be a one shot. Well, yeah. Then it turns into like Saw, the film yeah, Saw. It really <laughs> does, doesn't game. it? Was it? <laughs> like, hang on a this, minute. What? But the thing okay, is, yeah. with, with Tomb of Annihilation as well, there's so many rooms to choose from. You can just be like, oh, okay. So I could literally just use Tomb of Annihilation and just run like 81 shots from it. Well, yeah, precisely. Exactly. But there we go. Yeah. So that was one shots. What do we feel? Do we feel like that's something that people want to enjoy that enjoy and do you want to take anything from what we've said here? Maybe make it, like I said, a Quantum Leap type anthology series? <laughs> or just take a room from the Tomb of Annihilation and just, I don't know, murder them, I guess. <laughs> Do your worst. Yeah, just murder them. Why not? Since yeah, they, they deserved not? it. They trusted yeah. you. Never trusted you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You came to me with these 
players, these characters you created, and now I still bathe in their blood. <laughs> wow. In the they tomb keep, of an island. Their, their demises keep me young and youthful. <laughs> yeah, basically, this, this evanescent glow I've got is from their souls. Yeah. I'm drunk. But yeah. I'm drunk on but their no, souls. Let, yeah, why not? Um, let us know in our social medias as always we're out there in the ether somewhere find us we're not going to do us. the legwork you find us yeah you find us no <laughs> all right us. we'll give you a hint you yeah. can find us over on mastodon at tukiapodcast.dice.camp and you can find us on tumblr the Tukia podcast and we have a website so just search for two kobolds in the trench coat we have coffee so go find that too and if you like maybe drop us like a something in the tip jar because we're trying to actually get a real website and not the silly little stand-in link that we've got but it needs money and uh i don't know but well i know shiv's got a job yeah. but i don't have a job so <laughs> i'm just i'm like the i'm the kobold that just lays in front of the fire all day just like why am i here yeah the house kobold i'm the house kobold <laughs> and i'm not doing a very good job of that either there's, there's a spider web up in that corner yeah. that i haven't got yet it's been there a month <laughs> i'm crap yeah, come find us there <laughs> come find us there and you know if you're out there enjoying your games then uh, let us know if there's any one shots you enjoy playing or if there's any one shots you've ran that maybe you create yourself so let us know and uh, yeah let us know in the comments and stuff like that and so yes. we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time Yes, see everybody later. Have fun, stay safe, and happy Halloween. If I don't, well, I'll see you before then, but hey, have a happy Halloween anyway. It's all good, fun. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. <laughs> spooky, spooky. I don't know. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>